1: Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today we have a special all-star edition of A's Plus, and we welcome in Liam Hendricks, the A's reliever, now closing games for the team. He'll talk to us about the upcoming trip to Cleveland, the gadget that has been helping him during the offseason, and his thoughts on closing. All of that next on Ace Plus Today on A's Plus we welcome in the A's latest All-Star Liam Hendricks uh, which was announced just right before the All-Star break and Liam first of all what was your reaction because uh, you know especially considering where you came from getting designated for assignment just about a year ago to here now an All-Star. What are you thinking when you first hear the news from Bob Melvin? Yeah, it's
0: been an interesting 12 months, um, obviously being DFA'd last year. I think, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those things I didn't expect to be in this position. I um, came back up in September, pitched well, and we weren't sure whether air was going to bring me back or not. Luckily, they uh, they did, and I've kind of um, I changed my workout program this off season. I started long tossing a little bit earlier, just uh, making sure I didn't take as much time off throwing. I think that definitely helped a lot, and then just kind of this year has been uh, it's it's been I've just been riding the wave. I've uh, changed my mindset a little bit on the on the field, and just going out there and doing what I can to kind of help the, help the team and and go about it that way, and just kind of take the ego away from everything.
1: Yeah, you've talked a little bit about kind of what you learned about yourself last year when you went through the whole um, DFA and then accepting the outright assignment. Is that is that really kind of what came into it, was learning to sort of maybe take more of a um, a longer view and, and a less, uh, I don't know, kind of me view of things?
0: Uh, a little bit less of me, but a lot more less of expecting things and then getting like annoyed or upset when things didn't go that way. Right. I think... Um, it was one of those things where I was expecting a certain role and when I didn't get it, it upset me and I, I kind of let it let it affect me. And this year I've kind of come into it and been more along the lines of, okay, I'm not expecting anything. I'm just going to go out there whenever they expect me to. And if good things happen, that's great, but I'm not expecting anything special or anything like that. And that's just uh, kind of been the way I've been viewing things. And, and so far, I feel like I'm in a good place mentally, um, staying positive for the most part. And and just moving forward that way and I think it's just important for me to kind of maintain that vibe and um, yeah I mean we've been doing the right thing so far and hopefully we we'll continue it.
1: Do you think going through uh, everything last year with including being the opener because you were the A's first opener and, and you did it most of September and of course even wind up getting the start at Yankee Stadium in the wild card game did, did that help you in some respects too because not only you've done every role in the bullpen but that's a, like a brand new role too, you know, kind of new to baseball. And, and there you are in September and having success with it.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's one of those things that, that it happened a couple of times in AAA when I was in. I did it once. I think JB did it a couple of times. And it was one of those things where if it's just it's kind of normal play down there because all of a sudden, oh, we're missing a starter. We're just having a bullpen game. And at that point, like I was verging on just becoming the closer in AAA last year. And Bobby Wall had done it just previously when he was closing. It's just uh, I think at, at that point they were just kind of getting guys through and okay we're going to start this game off right and I mean it was um, yeah I obviously started before in my career and it was just I kind of just went back to that old stage and I think just getting back up in September I was just I wanted to pitch and that's all I wanted to do it didn't matter what role didn't matter anything I just wanted to pitch and I wanted to prove to myself and the team that I could do it again and and they hadn't seen the best of me yet.
1: You um, went back to throwing more long toss, as you said. You've also talked a little bit about your pitch mix. What are you doing differently now that maybe you weren't doing, you know, sort of the first half of last year?
0: First half of last year, I was throwing, like, my velocity wasn't there before I went on the IL, and it was uh, one of those things where it's just uh, when my velocity wasn't there, I was trying to throw it too hard. I wasn't having good locations, and I was trying to go to my two-seam a little bit more, which, for me, my four-seam is best when it has a little bit of ride to it and the two seam doesn't have that ride it's generally a little bit maybe a tick slower but not too much but it has a lot more movement but it just I think it was early movement so it wasn't fooling anybody it wasn't getting anybody off the bat and um yeah they they kind of hit it pretty hard so this year I, I worked on it in the off season wasn't enamored with it and then kind of just threw it out the window and kind of was like okay I'm just gonna get four seams as I'm having some success with that inside and outside so we're just gonna stick with that now and uh yeah I think it was a lot more four seams, and I've been throwing a lot more curveballs this year. I've just been feeling a little bit more confident with it getting it over. I've had some pretty ugly swings on it, which is always good. Um, yeah. Location still isn't great because I tend to bounce a lot of them on the grass still, <laughs> but um yeah it's one of those things. the more I throw it, I think the more comfortable I'm going to get with able to like making sure I don't throw it with too much conviction. I'm not trying to kind to make it the best pitch ever and bounce it too far in front of the plate. so I've had some good ones and I've had some bad ones but. You know, I just need to keep throwing it and just get that kind of uh, that feeling for it.
1: Did someone suggest that, or did you just kind of start messing around with it a little bit more and think, oh, I, maybe I need to incorporate this a little bit more than I have?
0: Uh, so I used to, I changed my grip last year when I was talking to Danny Coulon. So I just changed my grip. I think going down to triple A, I started throwing a little bit more of them down there. But um, yeah, it wasn't until this offseason where I kind of, I bought a rap soda this off season to try and help kind of just gain some grasp on things and how the ball's coming out and all of this. And I think just throwing it then, I felt like I had some good some good feeling for it. And then spring training this year was actually the big eye-opener because I, I went down to the minor league side, had some A-Bs again, or threw a couple of innings, and Ramon Laureano took a couple of at-bats. And I threw him three or four curveballs, and afterwards he was telling me, like, that's that's the pitch you need to throw more than anything. So just hearing that is, uh, from a big league hitter is, is always nice. But being able to just have a little bit of feeling for it, like I'm – Now it's just a matter of, I I started using it to get off my slider, just had a little bit slower, a little bit more of a break, but since then it's kind of, it's been 85, 86 when my slider's been anywhere from 87 to 91. So it's kind of, the speed differential is relatively non-existent right now, but it's one of those things where it adds a little bit more movement and just adds a different look to a hitter so I can take them off my slider or just add something a little bit with, with a bigger break.
1: So you bought your own Rapsodo, and I, I'm a, for listeners that um, aren't familiar with it, it's a, sort of the latest technology. It shows things like spin rate and, you know, obviously velocity, things like that. As a pitcher, that seems like that could be pretty fun to have and also maybe a little dangerous. Did you, like, mess around with it? What did, what did you do?
0: Yeah, it's a little daunting looking at some of the statistics. Like, I'm not a big guy in spin rate because, um, like, you look at my spin metrics and stuff like that. My fastball is slightly above average, not great. Uh, my curveball is well below average spin rate-wise but I've been having good swings on it. For me, it's more spin axis on my fastball, which means that um, end over end, like 12 to six, it's a, um, it. that's 100%. And so like you want, as a four seam guy, you want your fastball to be as close to 100% as you can. Cause that just means it has a little bit of life and it, it kind of stays on that same plane rather than dying a little bit like some guys do. So it's just, um yeah, that was the one that I was looking at. And I was just making sure I had like velocity and stuff this off season. and. And just little things, little tweaks that I look at specifically. I mean, each guy has their own things they look at. But, yeah, I try and stay away from spin rate because it's still kind of up in the air about what what clarifies is good. So,
1: So when you're trying to improve your spin access, what do you... What are you trying to do? Do you do you like change your mechanics? Do you just keep throwing more? How do you kind of address that as you're looking at your app, Soto, and you're looking at the results, and you're thinking like maybe I need to get this a little tighter?
0: No, I, don't, I try not to change mechanics at all. It's just mainly it's a little bit of hand placement. So I can tell you if you're getting on the side of the ball. If I'm on the side of the ball, it's going to be lower because you just you're releasing and it, kind of takes that little plane away. But if you're on top of the ball, and that's where I want to be on top of the ball, trying to driving through and kind of pulling down on it that's um that's where I get it so for me it's just more of a like getting that feel of making sure I'm on top of the ball and then making sure it's consistent and just going about it that way so making sure I'm on top of the ball get that feeling and then you let your body take over after that
1: have you taken your Australian rules football out there and like thrown it to see what the rap soda tells you
0: no I don't know if that's going to work um yeah you know, I think I think it's relatively baseball specific but I mean it's actually worth a shot now that you, know, that you think about it <laughs>
1: Frisbee, wiffle ball—I don't yeah, know. I mean, That's probably what I would be doing. It's maybe I might not be quite as like focused with the work as you would be with a, If you let me loose with a rap, rap soda Um now working in a bullpen. I think everyone who works in a bullpen at some point probably wants to get a shot at closing. You are now closing out games for the A's. Um, is that something that you kind of always thought you would like to do? Were you pointed towards? How? What's the feeling now that you're actually doing it?
0: I mean, if I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. I didn't want that role uh, at some point um, obviously generally when you get it it's not under ideal circumstances uh, I came over in a trade after the 2015 season They said hey you're going to be a setup guy kind of thing and I think that was wanting to be there was kind of started the downfall a little bit for me where I started being like no 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 I that's what they told me that's what I'm getting I'm, it doesn't matter how anything else goes and, and I kind of got into that little bit of a mindset but this year it's um It's been one of those things where I'm not concerned with what role I've got. Like, yeah, I'm. Throwing the ninth inning right now, but let's be honest. I'm just a placeholder until Blake gets a couple good outings under his belt, and then he'll be right back there. He deserves it after last year, and he deserves it after the first little bit. I mean, you can't take can't take a guy's job away from him when he's been that good for that long, after a few bad outings. So I'm just a placeholder and waiting for him to get back. And and yeah, I'm not worried about it. He's going to come in, and I mean, our pen is the best when when Blake Trinan is the closer, and that's that's not an issue.
1: Now you are the third Australian All Star. Ever in the major leagues, I know you take a lot of pride in that. Uh, and and the second A's Australian and the second A's Australian <laughs> closer, which really um, seems very you know the, the odds seem against that, but here you are.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, when you think about it, it's we've had three and two of them have been from the same position on the same team, and that's uh, that's pretty remarkable when you think about it that way. But yeah, but it's 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 still a surreal experience for me. I'm just excited to kind of get it out of the way and seeing how it goes, and and just be a part of it and. All the cool stuff that goes along with it, obviously. I'm excited for that. and I want the jerseys. Of course, I get the year that they've got sleeveless jerseys, apparently, so that should be fun. I'd... <laughs> I'm not a big sleeveless guy, uh, but. Show it up is the what guns. I mean, <laughs> I like tight undershirts, but I like the fact that I've got a baggy sleeve over the end of it. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. So, you guys are taking a charter, I understand, to get to Cleveland. That should, with you and Vogelbach and, and of course, Matt Chapman, that seems like that could be a pretty fun. Trip.
0: Uh, yeah, so this is the um, this is the second time I'll be taking a chartered flight to an All Star game. The first one was in AAA because uh, the owners of the Buffalo Bison's, which was the AAA affiliate at the time, uh, they are called the Rich Family. That's their so name, but they had three jets, I think themselves. So actually and bench. so they took yeah <laughs> they took care of it and they did it that way. Uh, this is just a circumstantial uh, circumstance thing because we're in Seattle going to Cleveland, and there is legitimately no flights out we if we took a red eye we'd get there at 10 o'clock tomorrow on monday morning and that's just one of the things it's just you can't do that yeah. you, we're gonna have to be there and like we're gonna miss half the stuff we're still missing a lot of the parties on sunday night which is unfortunate but there's just nothing we can do really so it's uh, yeah they they were lucky, Well, we were lucky enough for them to hook something up for us and uh, it should be an interesting flight like so it's a seven seater plane and i'm lucky number seven on there my wife's flying up from Oakland. She didn't come on this trip, but she's flying from Oakland to Cleveland. She actually beats me there, so she can enjoy the festivities. Oh, well, that's but, good. As long yeah. as
1: Christy gets to go to the party, so that's that's awesome.
0: Exactly <laughs> right. But she's been chewing some some of the other wives who've been there before heads off. So like Amber Alonso, Yonder Alonso's wife, and Yenny Machado, Manny's wife. She's been talking to those those girls about like what to, what she needs to pack, what she needs okay. to do, and what, what like
1: where yeah exactly. Those are the so big that's questions. yeah.
0: So she's been she's been picking their brains and. They're both extremely nice people, and they've been helping out as much as they can, which is always good.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, I'm assuming you are going to just have the time of your life there. It's uh, it's such a great honor, and it's such a neat story from where you came last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I'm um, I'm excited for it. I think a lot of people sometimes get a little daunted with the uh, the media access. I don't think that really affects me too much. I, mean, I like no, to you're talk a good enough. Talker, yeah. <laughs> I like to talk enough. It's just if word they run out of tape now, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm excited. I'm excited for the experience. I'm excited for the hopeful, hopefully, the platform this brings to Australian baseball, and, and and also the stuff that Christy and I do off the field. I think it's uh, any chance we get to kind of promote all that stuff is huge for us.
1: Yeah, for for listeners that don't know, Christy and Liam are big into animal rights, and uh, you've recently added an anti-bullying campaign to some of your charitable efforts. And I know you're also doing a lot in the Oakland community.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, we we do a lot with animal rescue. We deal with ARF out in uh, out in the Bay Area. We deal with Plays for Pits in the Chicago area and uh, Mission Canine out of Houston. But then uh, we also just pretty much donate to any any charity, any animal charity we get a chance to. And um, yeah, we're doing a cyberbullying campaign this year after personal experiences that we've experienced. And and we also are doing a uh, thing through No Kid Hungry, which is uh, taking care of some of the needs of s- kids in school and making sure that they're fed during the weekend after after school's finished.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. So anyone listening that wants to look those up, please donate. Uh, maybe a little something in honor of Liam making the All-Star team. Liam Hendricks, thanks so much for joining us on Ace Plus.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Our thanks again to Liam Hendricks for joining us on Ace Plus. Our producers today were King Kaufman and Libby Coleman. We will be back later in the week with more A's plus a combo podcast with a giant splash for at the all-star break. Thanks for listening. A's plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle podcast network. Audrey Cooper is the editor in chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at Susan Slusser. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at SanFranciscoChronicle.com slash subscribe.